Welcome to Passports and Postcards, where we discuss everything travel, from cultural inspirations to exciting destinations and everything in between. With your host, Randall McKeown. Hello and welcome to Passports and Postcards. I'm your host, Randall McKeown, and today I'm super excited to have on a fellow podcaster, Stephen Bailey. Stephen is the host of Cadet Travel Podcast, and uh, welcome to the show. Thank you, Randall. Thank you very much. Delighted to be here. Delighted to share some stories with the listeners. Can Can you give us a little background about yourself and what you're currently doing? So, well, my name is Stephen. I left the UK 14 years ago, and I think rather fortuitously haven't gone back or haven't gone back there to live. I've been very lucky that I've been able to travel all that time. And I initially was working in media, so I was a very lucky one writing stories for a Sunday newspaper. I was also a travel editor at a Sunday newspaper. And more recently, co-founder of Cated, which is a travel platform connecting travelers directly to local travel suppliers and really based on the principle of more sustainable future for travel by connecting travelers directly to the local suppliers. More of the money from tourism goes to uh, local communities. And then the Katie Travel podcast kind of started as a bit of fun on the side of that. You know, people would say, oh, you've got so many stories from all these different countries. Hey, why don't you start recording them? So I started recording them and well, here we are three, four months later, still recording one episode every single day. And one thing I want to say about those podcasts is you get a lot of information in a small period of time. I've listened to them. They're about seven to 10 minutes long and they're packed full of information. And it's enough there within that podcast to inspire people to get out there and travel when we can. Yeah, thank you, Randall. That, that's the idea, just to give enough inspiration that people can then go out and discover for themselves. Because especially when you hear about a destination, what do you know about it? You probably know what you've heard on the news, uh, what you've seen in popular media, which is usually completely different to the travel experience. So I like to just share from my own experience, just for a few minutes, look, this is what the country is like. This is what you can do. This is This is what I did. This is what I enjoyed. If you're interested, go find out more. If you're not, then there's there's another destination coming tomorrow. What I like is I uh, just listened to one uh, Paris bucket list. And that sort of gave me enough ideas. I want to go back to Paris. I was there for three days, which wasn't long enough. So I will have to make that back as a uh, destination in the future. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's there's always another side to destinations. And what I really love about travel is you can never go everywhere. And even if you did go everywhere, everywhere will be completely different as soon as you go again. And, and I really love that it's always changing and that to visit Paris 10 times, you can always have a completely different experience. So uh, I asked you to come on the show and we're going to talk about some hidden treasures, some places that people would not maybe not even consider. So can you lead us into a, a path of discovery today? Absolutely. So I'd like to share firstly the first journey I did. So so when I left the UK, I 
I attempted to travel from England to Australia without flying. So I wanted to travel overland all the way. And I think it was rather foolish, but I also think <laughs> I did it foolheartedly, knowing that if I tried something simpler, I probably would have turned back straight away. Whereas I, because I'd made this big show, I was going to make it all the way to Australia, which I didn't in the end, but it, it got me far enough away to really get into traveling and, and not return back. And, and some countries I discovered on that journey really kind of blew me away in terms of the hospitality of the people, the landscapes, and really the authenticity of the experience. Uh, the first one was Albania, which is a small country in the Balkans and in Eastern Europe, as the most spectacular coastline. Uh, the same coastline that is very well celebrated in Croatia, well, it continues to Montenegro, to Albania, and then also goes to Greece, but Albania is in the middle, not really known about. Uh, and the most welcoming people, like people who said, hey, you, you, no, no, don't go and stay in that hotel because actually we have a spare apartment, so, so come stay in our apartment. Okay, sure. Okay, and then and then and then feeding feeding me when I was there. Very very hospitable people, which is actually quite against sometimes the stereotype that people may have about Albania. The second one on that trip, which was quite life changing, was was visiting Mongolia. So Mongolia is is a huge country that's easy to miss on the map because it's sandwiched between two huge countries, Russia and China. And it's a country mostly of nomadic people, uh, a country with no roads. And the travel experience involves hiring a kind of Soviet Jeep with a driver, driver guide, and making your own adventure in Mongolia. So, so the driver guides know, look, roughly what's possible, depending on how much time you have. And just, it was so amazing to go to the Gobi Desert. I saw wild camels in the snow, <laughs> which was, you know, mind-blowing. Uh, and as part of that journey, their culture, because they're nomadic, their culture says it's, it's normal to host people. It's normal to host travelers coming through. So we would stop at a yurt uh, where people were living and our guide would just say, hello, we're, we're passing through. And we would be hosted on the, in their in their yurt with with the family, uh, and and it, there, there are some of these yurts that are specifically for tourists. They've kind of set them up in different places, okay. uh, so you can you can go uh, and stay in these ones. Uh, and then I remember one day we we just had to stay somewhere because the path was blocked because it was snowing, and then we just ended up in this guy's yurt, and it was just. The hospitality was, was incredible and the, the self-discovery, the feeling of adventure, being in a country with no people, no roads, just just a Jeep and just drive off was, you know, there was a lot of liberation to that. Sounded like you had an interesting journey. And one thing that I do find when I'm traveling is that people in destination are more than welcoming and they really enjoying, enjoy sharing stories about their country, their lifestyle. So that is a very interesting. So Mongolia, the yurts, how did you find that? Yeah, I mean, I found 
it amazing that there would be no communication barrier. So, you know, you think that you would meet with people who didn't speak your language and it would be difficult, but actually you find when you're traveling, you actually find quite a lot of like-minded people who might not speak your language, but are actually very similar to you, perhaps more similar to you than, than people uh, in your own home city. So the, the welcome they gave, and even though we, didn't com- we couldn't communicate, I couldn't really understand too much about uh, you know, their history because we, we just couldn't, I couldn't ask questions in yes. a way and get, get answers, but they shared something with me uh, that I will never forget, you know, the, the hospitality they shared with me and their introduction to uh, their lifestyle. So for example, uh, they're very big with horses. They, they can ride, you know, three-year-olds can gallop on horses and they would say straight away, let's go for a ride. So we would be galloping off on these horses. I can't really ride horses. <laughs> and they would just assume, well, this is what you must do in your country. And I was just kind of clinging on, hoping not to, hoping not to fall off, jumping over ditches uh, with these horses. But it was, I think it goes to show that people who are naturally travelers tend to stick together and and that is mongolia people are nomadic they do travel and they are uh, have a lot in common with us who love to travel as well well i think too one thing when i talk to people is i say it's part of our dna to want to travel and throughout history we have traveled throughout the world to every corner and it's funny i say every corner when the world is round but it's just a phrase. And I believe that uh, this current pandemic has really got a lot of people thinking about places they want to go to that they put off because they thought they could do it tomorrow or next month. And because we've been in lockdown for about a year now, they're looking at uh, places that they want to visit. Is there any other destinations you'd like to talk about? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I'd i like to promote more, or I'd really like to celebrate some of Africa. I think Africa is really the forgotten continent in terms of travel. It's And it's exactly like you say in terms of the bucket list. People say, a lot of people have in their mind, wow, I'd really like to go to Africa. But it tends to be the one that gets put off uh, and put off and put off. And then, you know, May, may never happen. So I, I'll give you an example that we all know the world's biggest canyon is the Grand Canyon, right? Well, the world's second biggest canyon is called Fish River Canyon in Namibia. And more people visit the Grand Canyon in a day than visit the Fish River Canyon in a year. Wow. So, you know, you have these incredible landscapes that people have no idea even exist. You have places like the Okavango Delta, you know, an oasis that's bigger than most European countries where tens of thousands of elephants migrate to it every year. You know, in, in the Kalahari Desert in Botswana, there, what it's only just been discovered, but there is a, a migration of zebra. Uh, between 50 to 70,000 zebra migrate across uh, the salt pans uh, of Botswana. And it's only just been um, I say discovered, I'm sure kind of the, the Kalahari Bushmen knew about it for years, but it's only just been known to 
uh, like Western researchers um, and, and zoologists and, and the people who study those kinds of things. Like, I mean, just imagine a, a landscape so vast, a wilderness so wild that 50,000 zebra were never even known to us. You know, it's quite, it's quite amazing to uh, go to a country like Botswana, be completely in in the wild and be you know not seeing any other people being in places where again there are no roads being in places where you spend the night in in a safari camp just listening to all these sounds like listen to the hippos croaking mm. listen to the the elephants hooting listening to everything and then waking up and say okay what happened and then the guide says to you oh, check these prints here that that that's telling us what passed through in the night uh, and and that really wild safari experience I, I would absolutely recommend to everyone uh, and and i think it's people are often especially from the states because it's a long way away it's a very foreign kind of trip uh, it's easy be easy to be put off uh, but it is again it's one of those like life-changing experience especially in a world where okay we can travel to the corners but you know a lot of what we have a lot of that natural wonder we have we're actually starting to lose so you know, put it off till tomorrow. Well, maybe in a few years, it, it won't be there. I agree with you there. Uh, myself, personally, I'm doing a trip to Africa. Now, when I talk to some people that are actually from Africa, they say I'm cheating a bit because I'm going to South Africa, spending a week in uh, Cape Town and then flying to Johannesburg and going to do a safari in one of the reserves doing that in August of 2022, but at least I'm getting over to the continent. So I know it's not Central Africa, and they tell me that's the best place to go is Central Africa. That'll have to be a future trip, but uh, this is a start. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's, people say that, oh, South Africa is not Africa, which is like, mm, I, I completely do not subscribe to that. Uh, you know, South Africa is is Africa that, you know, and and I think what's easy to uh, forget or again, just not known is that Africa is a continent of 54 different countries. And those 54 countries are as diverse as all of Europe's countries. Uh, and, you know, that is a continent of over a thousand different languages it, the diversity within africa is incredible and i think another reason i, I see it as quite a under under visited uh, destination is is that this this diversity just isn't known isn't known to the world you know we we kind of think about okay italy and spain and greece we we kind of already think how they might be different uh, and, and how they, and then I think because it goes so far under the radar, uh, Africa doesn't get uh, that rec recognition. And, and it's, you know, it's a wonderfully diverse uh, continent. And, and South Africa is, is an absolutely incredible country. You're, you're going to have an amazing safari there. You're going to have a great time in Cape Town. I, I stayed in Cape Town for, uh, for 12 months once. And, and it's, I mean, yeah. That that feels like the edge of the world. You can stand on Table Mountain, look out, yes. and know that if you cross that ocean, the next stop will be Antarctica. And and you can really feel that when you stood there. And I think that's what it is about traveling, is it's it's building those experiences and those memories. Now I understand that you're also a photographer. 
do you uh, did you put a collection together? You do it for yourself, or do you do it for publications? Uh, photography is is purely for, for myself, purely for my uh, my own pleasure, um, not for not for anyone else. So so I write about places. Like I, I've um, wrote a book about travel many years ago. Um, wrote articles uh, for newspapers for magazines uh, i'm now the editor of a magazine called unorthodox travel and what we do in that magazine is promote uh, fresh travel writing talent so people who are fairly new to travel writing but they have an amazing story to tell uh, and we are uh, publishing for first immersive first person stories so when we're not doing top 10 things to do we're really doing Okay, someone did something extraordinary, such as uh, cycling around Africa, uh, nine thousand kilometers as a solo female. Um, you know these kind of like, wow, that actually happened. You know the, the stuff that I mean, I read it, I'm like, wow, it's it's just so inspirational, uh, and that's the idea behind the magazine to celebrate these really extraordinary things that people do, and the ways that people travel differently. The deep, dig deep down into those type of stories bring to light that people can do these things. People feel that um, maybe they're limited, but again, when you bring these stories to life, it's it's one person can do it, then another person will get an idea that maybe they can do something similar, maybe not in the same destination, but in another part of the world. So just bringing those things to life really helps inspire people to travel. Yeah, I, I would I would agree fully. Just just to hear anybody's stories, you know, every time you, it's just amazing to hear your stories, to hear anybody who go, goes away, and you know that that's so great because when somebody goes away, or even your neighbor goes away and they come back, what do you ask? Well, how was it? And then your neighbor says, "Oh, it was really really good." And then you think, okay, next year, let you know, book our ideas up. We need to go on a better holiday. We need to go on a better vacation. We need to go on a, on a better trip because. There is all this amazing stuff out there. And I think, too, that we as humans, we promote, without getting paid for it, a lot of different things, whether it be a good book, a good movie, a good restaurant, or in this case, a good destination, a good experience. But I can think that is, that's in us, as you know, like if we, we really felt good about something, we just want to tell the world, we want to tell everybody who wants to listen. So, again... You don't have you don't have to be a travel professional to encourage other people to travel. You just have to spread your story. Yeah, fully fully agree. Spread your wings, spread your story, and and you know people will be influenced by it because I think travel is one of those things that that just gives us those really lifetime memories. You know, when we look back, we and, we, and when we look back, we don't think about the maybe we don't think about the plane journey or, or we don't think about s some of the, the other things and maybe there's a lot of our life we, we completely forget but you know that we think about wow there was that time when I was there in South Africa on safari and I looked at this lion or there was this time when uh, I, I was in that city and feeling the history and the culture you know there's there's, there's so much that happens to, I think in a way that travel can change us and I think that's uh, that keeps inspiring me to keep going. 
Is there one destination that you've been to that you would say it's something that you want to go back to? Like, I know you've probably been to many, but is there one specific destination that you say, when I can travel, I'm going back there? I would say India because of its, um, because of it. One, firstly, because of its diversity. I, I know I have unfinished uh, travels in India, uh, even though I, I was fortunate to go there for six weeks. Uh, I, I know I only saw a small fraction of, of what that country is. You know, it, it, there is su- such differences between each area and so many things I had never heard of until I'd already passed through the destination. Like only when I got to the next destination, people said, oh, did you go experienced that and I was like no but I was there and how did I miss it and it's because you know there is so much going on there and the second reason is because without doubt the the most fun destination I've been to uh, in terms of everything every day every experience is quite difficult to predict even like for example I went to see the Taj Mahal you know seven world seven wonder mm-hmm. most famous place to go in in India so for a long time I pictured what it would be like to see the Taj Mahal well what I didn't know was that there would be a religious festival going on all through the city of Agra literally the street between my hotel and the Taj Mahal full of this festival so the first day I was there I never went to the Taj Mahal <laughs> because I ended up in the street festival with like um with my face painted all these colors and then we were going down to to the river and then putting this goddess onto the uh, in bamboo she was floating down the river and then making new friends and it was like you know the number one thing on my list when i went to india was the taj mahal and the first day i was there well it never even happened even though i was right, staying right next to it so i'm i'm looking forward to being able to go there again to go in uh, to see some other sides of the country, especially the, the south of the country, which I haven't seen much of. And, uh, and even to go back to places uh, that, that I saw before, just because it was it was so different from everything else I've been to. Now, if there was one piece of advice that you would give to any traveler, just one specific thing, what would it be and why that specific advice? I would encourage people to be confident in their choices of where they want to go travel. Because I feel it's quite easy to not follow through with those travel dreams because people might say to you, is it not a bit dangerous there? Oh, but you won't like the food or, yeah, but what about the quality of the hotels? You know, a lot of people can give you advice that maybe put you off your dream, your bucket list destination, your idea of that place you really want to get to. And I would say be be confident with it. If you really want to go somewhere, you're going to have a great time when you're there. So, and you know, if you, even if you don't have a great time, I th- still think you're going to have a better time than if you return to the same place you always go on holiday or vacation, uh, as you would say over there. And I agree with you on that one. Myself being able to travel 12 countries over a thousand cities, every experience is unique. Every experience is different. Make new friends, 
making memories, and always find when I return home, I have more respect for what I have at home uh, because of what I've experienced when I've been away. As we get close to the end of the show, I want to thank you for coming on to my podcast, uh, Passports and Postcards, a podcast designed to keep people dreaming about travel. In this particular case, speaking with you, Stephen, getting your point of view on travel and your experiences has been very enjoyable today. I'd definitely like to call you back on the show again in the future. I think there's more travel that we can talk about. I know your time is precious, so I will not keep you today. So I do apologize. It's late where you are. But do thank you for coming on today. Do you have any final thoughts before we go? Yeah, thank you. I would love to come on again, Randall. I, I love to talk travel uh, with, with anyone, everyone. I love to share the message, share the inspiration. Uh, I would point people to uh, to my own podcast, Kated Travel Podcast. It's K-A-T-E-D, Kated Travel. Uh, Traveling the world with you, tips, trends, tales, bucket lists. And each destination, sorry, each day, uh, I go to a different destination. Uh, as Randall said earlier, hit short episodes, seven, eight, nine, ten minutes. And we're now on episode episode 90. So, so there are lots you can look through and see, okay, any, any of these destinations uh, take my fancy. And it, and it could be anything from driving a Super Mario Kart through the streets of central Tokyo to visiting Chile, to visiting Porto, uh, to e talking about uh, ecotourism destinations, talking about safaris. So a lot more inspiration I love to share. And I'm looking forward to coming on the show again, Randall. Uh, thank you for having me. Well, thank you. What I'll do is I'll put a lot of that uh, information in the show notes. So when people are actually listening to the podcast, they can dig in and they can uh, link up and, and listen to the shows that you podcast. They're very motivational and spirit and, and they inspire me to travel more. Um, I thought mine did that, but I guess listening to yours, the, there's so many of them and there's so many places that we need to visit in the world. So I need people when we can to get out and travel. I thank you for your time today and we'll be in touch. Thank you, Randall.